FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode... 331 of the podcast that goes snicked, snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and it's time to talk about the highly anticipated, I think, maybe, um, Savage Avengers. Yeah, so that kicked off, Savage Avengers number one, and we're definitely going to talk about that, but before we get there, we have another, a couple of another, a couple of another (laughs) issues that we need to get to. I don't know why I stumbled on that so bad, but I did, so here we are. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. Um, this will probably be a, b- b- a bonus episode, but maybe not. We'll see how, how much I get into things. Um, so before we get to Savage Avengers, before we get to Savage, we need to wrap up Avengers No Road Home. So we're talking about Avengers No Road Home, number 10. Which is written by the trio of Mark Wade, Jim Zub, and Al Ewing. Art by Sean Isaacs. Colors by Marcio Meniz with Eric Arcianiega. Letters by VCs Joe Sabino. The main cover is by Yasmin Putri. But I got the variant cover by Matteo Scalera and Rain Burrito because, I mean, if you have the option to get a Scalera cover, why would you not? And mine has just a big Nyx, who's been the main villain of this book. Um, with kind of a door of light opening below her and a castle off to the side. Um, it's pretty great looking. It almost has like an Ursula from the Little Mermaid feeling, but in a, in a cool way. I mean, I mean that as a compliment. Alright, so in the story overall, uh, Nyx is an old Olympian god who got trapped by Zeus. It actually reminds me a lot, if you're a Supernatural fan, of God's sister in that show. How, you know, there was the, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with the biblical creation story, uh, the Judeo-Christian uh, biblical creation story, you know, it kind of starts off like the big void of darkness and God brings light into the world. Well, in Supernatural, that void is represented by God's sister, like, she was the dark, he was the light, and when he started creating stuff, he banished her, and that was a pretty cool little story, um, this reminds me a lot of that, so basically, she was the god of darkness, and I guess maybe got a little ambitious, and so Zeus trapped her, and then spread her soul in these dark crystals kind of around the universe, and now, um, after the events of Avengers No Surrender, she was able to break free, and is hunted down her crystals and now at the end of this book Vision has followed her to this house which ends up being the house of ideas um you know in both No Surrender and No Road Home and the Avenger No No books uh, <laughs> um there's really been a lot of writing about the story itself or the element of story or how story plays in to these epic adventures, and, you know, kind of, it gets a little metaphysical here, or I guess metatextual, it would be the right word, the right meta, um, 
So Vision goes into this house. It ends up being the house of ideas. And the way they defeat the dark is with symbolic light. The ideas created of all these heroes that Vision's able to find inside. And while we're talking about it, it's kind of twofold. One, one of the heroes is Wolverine. Um, and he gets to kind of take a, a symbolic stab at Nick's a couple of times. Um, among with, you know, a plethora of Marvel heroes. This is kind of uh, Sean Isaacs gets to draw the Marvel Universe, and I, I'm not complaining. That's pretty great, because he's a great artist. Um, so it's interesting, some of the groupings of these ideas. Um, you know, one of the groups is Bishop, Gambit, Cable, and Deadpool together. You know, the, the hottest four new X-Men of the of the 90s, while when the X-Men were the hottest property in comics, right? Um, now I will say the page from Wolverine shows up. I wouldn't read a book with this lineup. So this page is uh, Vision, of course, is there. But it's a Kitty Pride with Lockheed, She-Hulk, Spider-Woman, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Nova, and Declan Shalvey's Moon Knight with the, business, the white suit. I would totally read a book with that lineup. That would be pretty awesome. I mean, Nova might be kind of the one that maybe doesn't fit squeakily cleanly, but I, I bet a good writer could, could make it work. Um, yeah, uh, that'd be a great book. So Marvel, get on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically the ideas of the Marvel Universe, the ideas of the heroes, are able to defeat Nyx, and she burns away in the light. And she may come back someday, but it'll take a long time, because she's been dispersed through the universe. And then Vision leaves the house. He's fixed. Uh, so kind of like the outcome of all this is Vision is fixed. He's been having some trouble. He's good now. Hercules kind of has a new status quo. He decides he just wants to really help people across space. So he's going to go do that. Um, Rocket's in a bar. Kind of get um, read between the lines that maybe he is dying which took me a little by surprise here. Of course, since then, seen solicitations that there's a, a Death of Rocket story arc coming up in Guardians of the Galaxy, so I guess we're, we're getting a hint of that here. Um, kind of also of import uh, is Conan coming to the 616. Conan the Barbarian um, is ended up in the Savage Land, and that's going to play directly in to Savage Avengers. So definitely worth mentioning. Um, this art is really good. The story overall has been pretty good. Um, I would give this last issue probably four. I'm going to go four out of six claws. Um, the symbolism is cool. It's kind of an interesting way to end the story. Um, but yeah. But it's pretty cool. And, and seeing Sean Isaacs draw you know, innumerable uh, Marvel characters was was a treat. So it definitely has that going for it. But that is Avengers No Road Home. And we're going to go next to the Avengers Free Comic Book Day for 2019, number one. Um, which has an Avengers story, but also has a Savage Avengers kind of prelude backup. Um, you know, this actually came out, so Savage Avengers came out on a Wednesday... And this came out on a Saturday, so it technically came out a few days after, but 
And you can read it either way. I mean, I read it in the order it came out, and it makes sense and kind of fills in some space, but it kind of shows how Wolverine gets to number one, so I'm going to go ahead and cover it first. Um, so we do have an Avengers story, just a regular Avengers story, Make Mine Avengers, written by current Avengers scribe Jason Aaron, art by Stefano Caselli, colors by Eric Arcianiega, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, woohoo! And the cover of this is by Ed McGinnis and Val Staples. And on the cover we have Thor, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, She-Hulk, Ghost Rider, Blade, Black Panther, and Captain America. Kind of the current Avenger squad. And then we have a plus Savage Avengers under the title with a headshot of Wolverine. A little tiny headshot um, by Mike Diodato Jr. It's a pretty cool cover. The Avengers story seems a little bit out of sequence. I mean, showing us stuff that's gonna happen after War of the Realms. Um, Iron Man gets thrust back into time to meet the prehistoric Avengers. Uh, Namor and his uh, underwater hit squad is still taking out some Roxxon establishments. And the Squadron Supreme is none too happy about that. Um, some of the other Avengers at the North Pole... Are, are worried about Ghost Rider's car, which seems to be possessed even more so than it was. Um, so there's going to be an exorcism there. It's kind of all pointing to stories to come. Um, we know that there's going to be uh, a pretty big arc with Ghost Rider featuring, I believe, Johnny Blaze, um, and an older Ghost Rider. Um, so I'm sure he has something to do with the car. And then we have another story of some of our Avengers in space running a mission for the Shi'ar. There's this planet with a big star brand on it, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, this squad is Captain Marvel, almost kind of binaried out a little bit. She's still in her Captain Marvel uniform, but definitely has some, some binary stuff going on. She-Hulk with some kind of pet. Uh, Beta Ray Bill and... I'm not sure if this is Steve Rogers or Corsair. They call him Captain Corsair. Um, and he has Captain America's shield, but Corsair, Corsair's uh, sashes for the headband and the belt and the pop collar. But then he has blonde hair and no mustache. So I, I really don't know, what, don't know what's going on there. Um, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, so that's that story, and it's, it's fun, it's fun. Seems to be a lot of, hey, look at what's coming up. The, un, the I'm sorry, the Savage Avengers story, not Uncanny, actually seems to really, I mean, I guess it's not an integral chapter. You don't have to read it to enjoy Savage Avengers number one, but I, I think it's pretty great. Um, and it is by Gary Duggan. Mike Diodato Jr., Frank Martin does the colors, VC's Travis Lanham does the letters, uh, there's some graphic design by Carlos Lau. Um, so we start off in Madripoor, and this is back in the past, and Patch is hanging out, and there's this singer, Saviano, who's an opera singer, and Patch really likes him, and they're, they're friends. Um, you know, and, and Patch talks about, I don't got a lot of friends. Um, but he comes and he sings to some of uh, Patch's kind of street urchin friends. Which, I don't know, can this maybe be 
some of the kids from uh, X Men Blue, uh, the 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 what are they called? I forgot. Like the Patch Squad, <laughs> the Patchers, the Patchies. Patchies sounds good, but maybe maybe sounds a little bit too much like Apache, so people might not like that. No, it looks like just little alien dudes. And we actually see them in, in color a little bit. Like a little ant girl, maybe. And a fish girl. But, um... Anyway, he, he had sunk to them in the alley. And so, so Patch was very impressed with kind of his character. Um, and so he gets some word that Salviano went missing. And so Wolverine comes back to Madripoor to find him. And, um... You know, could be just a normal kidnapping for ransom i mean he's a highly sought after entertainer and it's possible someone's trying to extort some money but wolverine just has a feeling that something else is going on and the scene of the crime confirms that you get some sense and um he finds um this detective in madripoor who's also on the scene he's like oh wolverine didn't expect to see you here and uh, Wolverine says he was grabbed because of me. The scent in his car tells me everything I need to know. And he says, the, detect- the detective says, who took him? By the way, this whole time, um, everything's in kind of like a green-gray hue, and it's raining. And it looks great. Um, so kudos to both Diodato and Frank Martin, um, who actually work really well together, just FYI. Um, Wolverine says, you'd laugh if I told you. And right now, I need you scared, Detective. Snicked as he points up in the air. He pops one set of claws. And then we turn the page, a full page splash. And coming down with the rain are some hand ninjas. And we get the other snicked as he pops the other set of claws on his right hand. He says, now run. This is an amazing, beautiful page by the art team. Um, It's kind of almost like a... No, fish eye is not the right word. But it's like we see the rain coming at us on the ground. Then we kind of look up at Wolverine, but then keep looking kind of back up and around at the at the sky. So it's like we're, I don't know, it's like we're seeing it at an angle, but then also kind of angling back up to directly above Wolverine. It's a really interesting shot, and it's really cool. Um, again, the colors are amazing. And Diodato is just, he's really adept at drawing rain. Um, you know, the rain bouncing off of the hand's sword and Wolverine's claws is a nice little touch. Um, it's a great page. Uh, do not be surprised if you see this as kind of the uh, image for the episode. <laughs> anyway, Wolverine starts fighting the ninja and says, I got questions. I've lived a long time. Killed more of my share. You can die easy or bad. And I guess I'm talking to you because you're the only one still alive. And he, he's killed two of the ninjas. I don't know. Killed one of the ninjas. And he's fighting the other one and cuts his hand off, <laughs> a handless hand, um, and says, All right, the hand's got my attention. Tell me why. And the hand pulls out a little potion from his, his ninja tunic and says, Drink this, and it'll take you where you need to go. <laughs> and Wolverine says, Your pajamas are covered in a pollen that I've only smelled in one place the Savage Land. I'll make my own way there. And as he says, I'll make my own way there. He stabs the hand with his claws in the heart, which I'm assuming leads him to disintegrate. I guess they still do that. I don't know. I haven't seen that in a little while. Um, but that was really kind of a badass moment. You know, 
he, he comes to kind of try to figure out what's going on with the friend. The hands show up. They offer him some kind of help, maybe a trap. But he's like, nah, dude, I got this. I, I smell where you're from. I smell what you're stepping in. And um, I'll, I'll do this myself. Um, so then we go to Cairo, where someone is collecting a body for the hand. Um, they want a warrior and it's stick. But it's not he's not really dead and the hand's not really a hand, it's a letter, it's a double cross. Um and we find out that someone is collecting eyes of Agamotto. There's three, I guess. Um he also has venom in a jar, which is a great image. Um and they want a stick, but they're not gonna get him because Electra uh kills him. So which Electra by the way, not in issue number one yet. She's will be in the book, but she's not in issue number one yet. Um so this art is great, and this story for a little kind of prelude extra chapter, it's pretty good. We get some really nice Wolverine moments. Um, yeah, I would, I would give this even with kind of the huh of the first part. I would give the Free Comic Book Day Avengers book uh, five out of six claws pretty easily. Um, so that sets up Savage Avengers number one. Which is an, a little bit extra sized book. It's got some extra extra pages, I think. Um, anyway, it is um, do, 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 do. chapter one. Once upon a time in the city of Sickles. And this is written by Jerry Duggan, or Dugan. Art by Mike Diodato Jr. Colors by Frank Martin. Letters by VCs Travis Lanham. And the cover is by David Finch. And Frank Diamarta. And it's a Savage Avengers team shot. Uh, the Savage Avengers has kind of like a, a savage font. A regular Avengers font. But then Conan's sword going through the Avengers. Almost like the old Excalibur logo. Um, so in this team shot we have Wolverine in the foreground. We see him from kind of the, the shoulders up. He has his arms crossed claws out and an X a classic Wolverine pose behind him is Electra in her new suit with kind of the, the um, face mask cloth thing Punisher and then behind Punisher kind of on either shoulder is Conan the Barbarian and Brother Voodoo and then behind both of them is Venom it's a pretty good cover I mean this not just a whole lot to it, but you see all our characters. It's pretty good. Um, so in this one, we, we go, actually, kind of, I guess, go back and, back and forth here a little bit. So we see Saviano singing in present day. Then we see him get kidnapped. Then we go to the Savage Land. In a great page of some pterodactyls flying in the Savage Land. And then there's like a Stargate. It looks very much like a Stargate, complete with Egyptian guards. Um... And some ninjas walk Saviano through the Stargate. Um, and they're they're collecting people for a blood fountain. And so there's this guy um, who's, I guess, the main head bad guy. And he cuts off. He has a sickle here in the city of Sickles. And he cuts off Saviano's head. And the head and the body fall down into the blood fountain to fill it. They're trying to get all this powerful blood um, to summon 
Huatan Lao from his domain. Um, a demon of darkness, of course, because what else? Um, you know, then we see, so remember at the end of No Road Home, Conan the Barbarian went to the Savage Land. He was pretty happy, like hunting dinosaurs. That gets all messed up when a bunch of hand ninjas attack him. So he's fighting his way through some hand, um, and, you know, making a pretty big mess of him. And then he also senses another presence, and he grabs his sword and strikes with a clang. Um, and he's hit Wolverine in the head, but his sword got stuck on the adamantium skull. And Conan's like, Krom. And Wolverine says, I got the last one. Screw Krom, or F Krom. Double snicked and F you too, and he cuts Conan. Um, you know, I'm going to say probably a little berserker going on. He just got, you know, hit with a giant broadsword in the head. <laughs> He's probably a little mad. So this may be a hero fighting, or I guess anti-hero fighting anti-hero prior to the team-up actually makes sense in this situation. Um, so they fight, and it's a pretty good fight. Um, you know, they kind of both get their licks in. Now Wolverine says, you ain't the hand, so I don't want to kill you, but your business with that city has to wait. And Conan's like, I want to go to that city. There's rumors of a big jewel, and I love big jewels. I cannot lie. Other brothers would deny, or other barbarians would deny. Ah, I missed a good opportunity there. I stumbled. Um, anyway, Wolverine says, stay down, you dumb barbarian. And Conan says, I'll stay down, I'm dead. And he stabs Wolverine through the chest says you fought and died well stranger and Wolverine collapses Conan walks off and Wolverine gets up pulls the sword out says sorry I ain't dead yet bub and they start to fight a little more and then they roll down the hill and fall off of a cliff um, a great little sequence there as they fall off the cliff and they land down by the city they cough some and they find some barrels of alcohol Conan drinks and then pours some on Wolverine's face. Um, I don't really care for this line. <laughs> he says, thanks, Pop, I needed a spinach. Which seems... even a little, I know Wolverine likes his one-liners, but that seems a little too silly. Um, so Wolverine makes a, a logical conclusion. and says, hey, are you one of Kazar's friends? And Conan's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I fought in the Avengers, or with the Avengers. Um... And you, you little man, will not keep me from this treasure. And Wolverine's like, I don't want no treasure. Um, so, you know, whatever, bub. And Conan says, I am Conan of Samaria, bub. And Logan says, I am Logan of Pabst. Which, I don't know, when he dr I guess he might drink Pabst. Maybe a little too hipstery for him. Um... I don't even know if Paps is still history. It may just be back to working class beer. A few years ago, when I was playing a lot, that was like the indie rocker beer of choice. So, I don't know. Well, we'll I don't know if that's still true or not. Um, having young kids, I have not been out playing as much lately at, at bars and clubs and stuff with other indie rockers. So, I'm kind of out of that. Not as much in that scene as I used to be. Um... But maybe they're still drinking paps. I, you know, I, I can see, you know, someone needs to tell uh, Gary Dugan about some of the microbrews here in Texas. I can see uh, uh, Wolverine drinking a velvet hammer. 
yeah. But anyway, uh, he's Logan of Pabst, and they decide they'll stick together to get into the city, then they'll go on their separate missions. So they shake hands and depart. Um, Conan going after his jewel, Wolverine trying to find his operatic friend Salviano. Then we meet Brother Voodoo, who has come to Madripoor under false pretenses. He's come to help with the hand are there, but he says, wait a second, I'm not unprepared for this BS. Um, so Conan scales a tower, throws a guy out the window, and sees someone in a cage, and it's Venom, or at least a symbiote, in a cage. And he's like, oh man. And then we see this bad guy who wants to call the Dark Demon is about to slay Brother Voodoo. Then we get a history of this demon the first time. And I gotta say, looks a lot like a symbiote. And I know, I haven't been reading, but I know uh, Cates and Stegman's Venom, for better or worse, has tied the symbiotes to like these godlike creatures, like gods of the symbiotes, these little demons or whatever. Um, so I don't know if this relates to that. But this guy is about to kill Brother Voodoo, and then Wolverine shows up. Um, but he seems to slice Brother Voodoo's throat. And Wolverine gets attacked by throwing stars. And, um, I guess he goes down for a second. We don't see him anymore in the rest of this issue. Uh, but the hand have another casket, another couple of caskets. And they say this will draw one of the other warriors whose blood we need. And we see that Frank Castle has gone to visit his family in the cemetery, and the graves have been robbed. And there's been uh, something there left, like a clue for him to follow back to the Savage Land. So obviously Punisher is going to be pissed. Um, so this art is really good. I don't mind kind of this taking place in the Savage Land. Um, I don't know. I feel like every time we go to the Savage Land, someone's trying to do some new ritual to call some new dark demon god. So that part I'm not too fussed about. Um, the Conan and Wolverine fight was pretty awesome. It was also pretty alpha male-y. Which, I mean, Savage Avengers is probably what you should expect. Not my favorite all the time. But, um, yeah, no, the art's really good. The story's pretty good. Um... I would give Savage Avengers number one a solid four out of six claws. It's almost in that five territory for me. Not quite. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. I, I want to see what happens next. Um, kind of see as the other characters come together to form this this Avengers team. And, you know, then seeing how they decide to stick together, if they decide to stick together. So, um... Anyway, all in all, a pretty solid debut. Um, I actually enjoyed the the free comic book day teaser a little bit more. It seemed to have a little more... I don't know. The, there were some better kind of moments, I guess. But anyway, this is a good... It's a good first issue. So definitely check it out um, if you like Wolverine. And if you like Conan. If you're one of the guys excited about Conan coming to the Savage Land and the 616... This is probably right up your alley. I really couldn't care less that Conan came to the 616. Um, so, it's not selling me on that ticket. But, it could be selling you. 
And so, if, if you're excited about that, if you've been reading the new Conan books and are very, very happy about his return to Marvel in general, I would think this would be right in pace with that. So, I think from that regard, you'd probably be a pretty happy camper to to include this issue on your pull list. So, yeah. So, from barbarians and savagery to more war, we're going to do some bonus coverage here of War of the Realms number three. Chapter 3, The Quest for Thor, written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Russell Dodderman, colored by Matthew Wilson, lettered by VCs Joe Sabino, and the cover by Arthur Adams and Matthew Wilson. And it's a pretty cool cover. At the top two-thirds of it is some frost giants walking around. One of them has Thor in his fist. We really only see them from, like, the knee to the chest. And then below them, hiding under an icy rocky enclosure is a squad of heroes who have come to rescue Thor. Um, of course, that's Wolverine in his uh, heavy coat. Um, Iron Fist. Captain America in a nice, cool winter coat design. Um, Luke Cage with a big hammer. And Spider-Man with an Asgardian helmet. Um, so here in this story, this issue, pretty jam-packed, we see Captain America um, Captain America here, as uh, always a toy likes to say if you press this star. Um, so Freya wants to send a team to find Thor from the Frost Giants because they're going to need him for the battle. Uh, we see how Daredevil gets his sight of the gods from um, uh, Heimdall. Um, he pulls a sword out of kind of the Rainbow Bridge and is able to reconnect, start rebuilding the Rainbow Bridge. Um, so we, uh, our heroes from the cover uh, get on some Pegasus and fly to Jotunheim. Um, they're not too fussed to be on horses, but it's going okay until a giant spear goes through Luke Cage's horse and falls down. And Luke returns the spear with some fury. You know, I want to say, want to take a note. Because if you listened to a couple episodes ago, um, Dan and Georgie from the Excaliburs, shout out, um, we were talking about you know, one of the complaints of Uncanny X-Men we've been having is how the interactions seem limited to what Rosenberg wants to do and don't seem real. And here we get a nice acknowledgement because in Uncanny, you know, uh, Captain America comes to talk to Cyclops and kind of nods to Wolverine but they don't really say anything or acknowledge their long-standing respect and friendship. And here... They're going on this mission, and Captain America is, like, glad to see Wolverine. It's good to have you back. Um, you want to, you know, let's, let's help each other do this. And just, it's not, I mean, it's only, like, a couple of word balloons. It's not a, a deep dive into their friendship, but at least it's a simple acknowledgement that they have a shared history that's important to both of them, and that they wouldn't see each other and not talk to each other. Now, I don't know where the timeline is, right? You know, we know that Uncanny, or War of the Realms kind of takes place probably actually after that interaction in Uncanny. So, another, you know, Captain America would have already seen Wolverine, I guess technically speaking, and now he decides to talk to him. Maybe just because he needs him, and that makes Cap sound like a real prick, and I'm not buying that. Though Uncanny would have us believe he's a real prick. Anyway, this is not to bash Uncanny. I want to talk about this book, because I like this book. Um... So anyway, anyway, that's there. Uh, then we see some dark elves in Schwartelheim. 
And we have Freya's mission to tear down the Black Bifrost and her team of Punisher, She-Hulk, and Blade. I thought there was one more. Is there no more? Um, oh, and Ghost Rider, of course. He's in the car they're all sitting on, um, obviously. So they're going to try to take down the, the Dark Bifrost. We have a team in New York trying to take out Malekith. But he does something to the symbiote of Venom. Then we see some other teams off doing some other stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, including, you know, Fantastic Four trying to fight right their way. All, all of this beautifully drawn by Russell Dodderman. Um, we see Wolverine stabbing some frost giants. That's pretty fun. They're close to finding Thor, they think. Uh, turns out they can't take out the Black Bifrost because Malekith takes out and some Dark Elves take out the real Bifrost. So now Freya needs to hold the Black Bifrost and use it for the heroes. There were other heroes and Jotunheim find Thor and he's been slaughtering Frost Giants left and right. He wants to kill them all and that's where we end up... Um. So art obviously is fantastic, is great, colors are great. Um oh by the way, uh Weapon H was on Captain Marvel's team. Um I think we'll see some more of that in the War of the Realms uh, side issues. Yeah, the story, I mean it's its focus is spread out and that maybe hurts it a little bit, but it's still fun. Um it has a little more kind of moving forward than issue number two did. Um, issue number two kind of felt like, here's where everybody's going to go next, um, which is fine. Um, this one, we actually see some of that going, <laughs> where, where they're going, um, so that was good. But yeah, no, art is great, colors are great, story's pretty good, it's pretty fun. Um, War of the Realms, I, I'm enjoying overall. I would definitely give number three, five out of six claws. Um, you know, Wolverine gets to go Swice up Frost Giants. So that's cool. This is the podcast that goes next. I need to definitely, you know, keep an eye on what he's doing. Okay, so next up we have Major X number three. This is written by Rob Liefeld with art by another 90s throwback superstar, Will Spartatio. Colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr. Letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And the cover by Liefeld and Fajardo Jr. And this cover is again Major X posing. Uh, this time on top of the faces of Cable, Deadpool, and Future Beast. Or McCoy, as he's called. So now we go back to the present. And we have Future Beast and Wolverine fighting in the Danger Room. That's pretty fun. Uh, Fortatio's Wolverine is pretty good. Um... They're playing tag. They're having fun. Um, and this beast pops some like light laser claws. Um, but then Major X and Cable show back up uh, from where they, they barely survived the explosion from the underwater base in issue number two. And they have to figure out how to try to fix all this. And then we see the Atlanteans. Um, they don't feel like their mission went really well. There's an angry queen. Um, Cable hugs his son. 
Um, you know, it's funny because we just read, you know, this takes place shortly after the New Mutants issue we just covered in the last flashback episode. And it's funny because Wolverine mentions, so Cable was got a son he wasn't sure he'd encounter. Guys got more secrets than the Pentagon. Which, you know, this is the time when they met, there was a belied or an understood or revealed history between the two, which was very secretive. Lots of secrets that both these characters have. So it's a, kind of a funny nod that really uh, fills in step with it, the New Mutants issues from the ni- 1990 we just read. Um, so Major X and the Beast are going to go back to a different time to try to locate Essential and protect him at all cost. And the Atlanteans are trying to beat Essential. I think maybe the Bad Queen is also from the future. I'm not sure. Um, Cable tells Wolverine I'll be there for him if he ever needs me. So we go to a lighthouse in Maine. Where they're going to try to find the essential. But someone here is running experiments. And it's Dreadpool and his new little acolytes. And they all get names. Deadeye Dick, which seems really phallic. Um, Mini Max, Vance Rebus. Pigskin and Mega Max. So Mega Max and Mini Max, I guess, are related, maybe. But anyway, Dreadpool is here from the future, um, and he's he's kind of doing a Dark Beast thing, and he has the essential already. So Major X is too late, um, and he's experimenting on him. And then they fight. There's lots of fighty fight. But then he says, "Allow me to introduce you to the essential." I don't think you'll like the meeting, though. So Major X is maybe too late. Art in here is pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm always down for some Portatio art. Um, lots of fighting. I don't really care about the story, though. Um, I'm going to still give Major X two out of six claws. Just not doing much for me. There's like a lot going on, but really not anything going on, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah. So next up, some more bonus coverage of Dead Man Logan number seven. This is Welcome Back, Logan Part 1. Written by Ed Brisson, art by Mike Henderson, colors by Nolan Woodard, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Now, the first half of this book is really, really good. Now he's back in the wastelands, and I'm interested to see if we can keep the same kind of, I don't know, just feeling and emotion to this book that the first six had. So, Old Man Logan is back home, and he walks up on some fish guys. Um, pops his claws, fights him, and he wants to know where he is. No, he's, I thought he went home on purpose, so I'm not sure why he's confused. You know, he wants he's looking for a beer. But, I mean, I guess all the wastelands kind of look the same, so that's maybe why he's confused. Anyway, we're back to, like, super brutal Old Man Logan. Um... He's cutting off guys' hands and, and legs. And he says, I'm going to take your truck. And they're like, okay. And he does. He gets his little Mad Max truck and he drives off. And all right, so that's Wolverine, huh? Crazy. He's super deadly. So he drives through, drives, cuts, fights some people. Looks like a bunch of absorbing men he fights. He fights some cowboys on robot horses. Um... He goes to Kaiser to make ours marvel. Um, runs over a landmine. 
and blows up his truck. Um, he's all bloody and he's captured by some cannibals. And so according to this, they, he's like the perfect snack because they can eat him and then he heals. But I thought after the last Reginex or Reginex that he took, I guess healing factor is all out of wax. And it says they keep him alive like this for weeks. And I just don't know if that jives with the first half of the story and, and the end of Old Man Logan where his healing factor was working really, really hard just to heal from, like, basic stuff. So the fact that they can eat off him and he keeps regenerating for weeks seems a little out of step in what's going on. But, um... So some kid comes in and, and wants to snack on him early. Um, and, of course, that makes Logan mad. But they bring him out. They're going to have one last snack. They start cutting him open. And then another Mad Max car busts through the gates. And it's uh, Danny Cage with baby Hulk Bruce. Um, and she takes out the cannibals, breaks Logan free. And he's like, oh, I'm so good to, good to see you. And she's like, where the hell have you been? And she punches him and beats him up. She's like, seven years you've been gone. Left me, I thought you were dead. I had to raise Bruce on my own. And he's like, Bruce Smash? And old man Logan calls a timeout. Says, get me out of here. I'll explain on the way. He takes his jacket back from the guy, the cannibal that stole it. Um, and she says, well... You know, after what you did to the Red Skull Gang, the Punisher Gang, and Lord knows who else, a lot of people looking for you, and if we found you, dot, dot, dot. Oh, those weren't fish people earlier. They were lizard people. The Wizard Kingdom. I forgot. Anyway, a saber tooth shows up and says, her Wolverine was here. And he's like, yeah, what of it? And he goes, well, you thought he was mean. I'm a hell of a lot meaner than Wolverine. And one of his hands is mechanical, robotic. So I guess he lost a hand that didn't heal at some point. So maybe his healing factor is also shot for old man Victor. But yeah, so he shows up. Um, art still really good. Color's still really good. You know, we get to the Wastelands and it just seems more about slicing and dicing than character beats. Which is fine, right? I mean, nothing wrong with some brutal old man Logan action. But it's not going to quite... You know, I'm going to give these books highest of marks. And I still enjoyed this. But it's more in the range of a 4 or a 5 than the 6s has been getting. You know, it just kind of seems to... To feel more like the Old Man Logan series. And less like Dead Man Logan has felt so far. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool to see him reunite with Danny and, and Baby Hulk. Um... Which, you know, of course, is the baby that he saved and asked Danny to, to babysit, I guess, seven years ago. Um, so that's fun. You know, cannibals, that, that's fine. Uh, I feel like the Wastelands is going to be <laughs> very Mad Max extreme for the rest of this book. Um, and who's to say it shouldn't be, right? It's just not quite as much up my alley as the book was before. Um, I don't know. I'm really, really oscillating between a four and a five here. Um, uh, 
No, I still like the art a whole lot. And it's not that much of a step down, so I guess I'll go five out of six claws. With the asterisk that is really maybe four and a half. <laughs> but um anyway, so that was a nice uh quick little episode for you guys. Um Savage Avengers is out. So enjoy that. Um old or Dead Man and Logan kind of pivots to the the second arc, second chapter. Um so yeah, it's all really cool. So, I don't know what will be next. Um, probably another episode with the Excalibros has some things to talk about with the most recent issues of Uncanny. Again, probably not great things. But, hey, I don't want to... This has been an overall good episode. Pos- I mean, pos- hopefully all the episodes are good if you're listening. <laughs> But an overall positive episode. I don't want to detract from that too much. These books are mostly pretty good. So, um, we're talking about books that aren't as good another time. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode for the podcast that goes nicked. Thanks for listening. Please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Uh, Facebook shares and Twitter retweets are very much appreciated. I would, I would, you know, just be very, very happy and ecstatic if you were able to do that, if you feel like it. Um, show notes and stuff are at snickcast.podbean.com. And that's it. So until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.